All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Hello again, and welcome to Permanent Screwheads Talk Horror. I'm Screwhead Dan. And I'm Screwhead Andrew. And we're here once again to dissect this member and discuss horror movies. Today's horror movie, Evil Dies When It Ends on Halloween Nights. Because evil never dies, it just ends or grows. Anyway, it does tonight. That is the tagline for the 2022 Halloween Ends, part three of our Reboot Ween, where we talk about reboots for the month of October 2022. We started off with Jeepers Creepers Reborn, we continued it with the Hellraiser reboot, and now we are finally going on into the final part of the trilogy of the 2018 reboot of Halloween, which was the reboots of a reboot of a reboot of a reboot. Sounds like it. I was like... I was actually, uh, my girlfriend was asking me about, you know, the different Halloween timelines the other day. And I'm just like, well, there are four, technically. Um, some of them, <laughs> and some of them, Jamie Lee, Kurt, uh, Str- or Laurie Strode is um, the sister of Michael Myers. Some of them, she's not. Some of these, Michael Myers comes from White Trash. Some of these, he doesn't. Uh, it's very weird. And that's that. But anyway, we finally get this one right here. Anyway, uh, Andrew, how are you doing? I am uh, doing pretty great. I-, I just got to go to a wedding for a... Uh... A friend, uh, a friend from high school who ended up marrying a friend uh, that I met in college. So it was really, Ooh. it was really nice. It was really cool. I, I, I got to go back to uh, Vermont where I grew up and you know see some sights. So it was a, it was a really nice weekend. You know, it was, uh, I don't, I don't know how I feel about capping it off with Halloween ends, but uh, you know, it was, it, was, it was a good time. How about yourself? Well, you know what? We got one more movie in this reboot. We after this, so we haven't capped anything off. That's yeah. true. That's true. Uh huh. We got that. That's our super secret mystery episode. Um, I'm doing good. I am doing good in terms of personal life. Not much has been going on. Went to a renaissance fair this last weekend. That was fun. Did you get a turkey leg? Uh, no, I did not get a turkey leg. I actually don't like turkey legs at renaissance fairs. I've gotten them before, but every single one I've been to is like been extremely, extremely dry. So I got um, oh. what they call it. They call the charcuterie board on a stick, where basically they take like all sorts of meats and cheeses and stick them on a stick for you. That was my lunch. And then I had, um, oh, by the time we were leaving, like, the lines were way too long for everything. So I was just like, fuck it, I'm hungry, I want something. Oh, look at that, the waffle uh, place (laughs) is open. So I got myself a waffle covered with bananas and chocolate syrup for my dinner. So it was great. So you're saying you went back in time to the Renaissance Fair and got Denny's. Yes, exactly. It was a grand slammer. I'm offended at this. Yeah, no, my girlfriend and I wanted to dress up as Greg and Wirt from Over the Garden Wall. <laughs> Unfortunately, it was just way too hot that day. We thought it would be a lot colder, so we're just like, ah, fine, we're not going to dress up. Um, but it was pretty cool because, like, one of the shows, because you've been to Renaissance of Ferris before, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, they, you, you can wander around. You've got the little shows you can sit down and watch in on, and there's a lot of fun ones. Uh, one of which is a character at our Renaissance Fair. They call him the Lord Mayor, and he's a riot. Uh, but basically, um, there was a show that he was in, and I was just like, okay, cool. I haven't seen that one yet, so I'll go ahead and check him out. And I went on in, and it wasn't so much a show. It's just a Q&A session. Like, he would just go on into the audience and sit down and start talking to people. And instead of going like, oh, hello, welcome, he would just be like, who are you? Um, <laughs> and it was very, very 
audience participation driven, which was hilarious. Um, but at the same time, too, like he was dying out there because everyone was so uncomfortable. <laughs> so I was just like, all right, fine. I'll help you out, Lord Mayor. Uh, Lord Mayor, as you know, the elections are coming on up. What is the platform you are running on? And what do you have to say about your opponents? And the guy handled it really, really, really well. Um, he was pretty good at improv. So he, he he did the thing where he didn't really say anything, but he made it sound good, especially for like sound bites. So <laughs> that was fun. So what you're saying is if anybody who happens to listen to this, of our five listeners, if, if one of them happened to be at the Renaissance Fair and they heard this conversation, they know who you are now. Yeah, most <gasps> definitely. Well, I mean, they have the, uh, they don't know who I am because, you know, Screwhead Dan is obviously my name. So <laughs> hey, no, that's a fake name. That's a fake name. That's what it is. Oh, oh your first name's not uh, Screwhead? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's Screwhead no, it's actually Primitive Screwhead Dan. So Dan's oh. my last name, Primitive is my first name, and then Screwhead is actually my middle name. It's uh, that, That's how it goes. Oh, okay, okay. I was so confused. Yeah. yeah. Other than that, um, I just got off the... Um, do, 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 taking a look at uh, Konami's new Silent Hill showcase, the first time in like seven years. Um, I got to tell you, Silent Hill 2 is like one of my favorite video games of all time. Um, I think I talked about this during our Silent Hill episode, but when I was about 14 or 15, um, I was religiously subscribed to the PlayStation magazine and everyone was talking about, ooh, Silent Hill 2, it's the best horror video game ever, it's so good, blah, 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 and I'm just like, I have to play this game, but my parents wouldn't let me buy M-rated games at that time, so I'm like, shit, how am I going to go ahead and get this? So what happened was one of the known bullies in our grade who never interacted with me, I was bullied by other people, but um, basically what happened was he had a copy and he was looking to sell it. Uh, I heard this through a friend of a friend. So I had this like really quick exchange where I felt the entire time like he was going to rip me off. You know, I paid him 20 bucks. He gave me the game and I was just like, oh shit, the game's not going to be in the case. Oh, it is in the case. Well, it's not going to work or something like that. Um, but no, I went home. It worked. It was all good. Uh, I did have the um, game itself, or our, our PlayStation 2 was in our living room at that time. So like I can only really play it after everyone had gone to bed. <laughs> so basically what I did is I waited for all my parents to fall asleep. And um, I went over, I put the game in, and I started playing it in the dark, just waiting for like the noises above my head. So maybe I could like quickly turn it off and quickly like <laughs> hide away. It was the best possible atmosphere uh, to play that game, and it's still one of my favorites. Well, actually, Dan, uh, that, that makes me ask you a question. Uh, mm-hmm. Was the bully in a band by any chance? Were they were they a band bully? <laughs> yes, they were in the marching band, actually, uh, which leads us into Halloween Ends. <laughs> no, now that they weren't, but I think we should kind of jump on in there. Anyway, uh, Silent Hill 2 remake got announced. It's by Bluebird Team, which is eh, and then a whole bunch of other assorted other Silent Hill stuff, too, which I am... I, I, I expect nothing, and I'm still prepared for disappointment with the way Konami is right now. <laughs> uh, anyway, I feel like this is going to be a long episode. <laughs> Maybe. Well, you know, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see, yeah. Uh, anyway, I guess I guess we can get into it with that marching band comments. Um, <laughs> Halloween ends. So this is a recent movie. I think we'll do the usual thing where we start talking about our thoughts about the movie in more of a general sense, and then we'll kind of quickly dive into spoiler territory from there. Uh, this one, almost unanimously, it seems like everybody hates. Like, 
positive feedback for this movie is very few and far between on the internet. Um, the only thing is I saw Half in the Bag, I didn't watch it yet, but Half in the Bag just released their video on it, and it seems like both of them absolutely loved it for reasons that the filmmakers probably didn't intend. Uh, but they're like the only big outliers at the moment in terms of hating versus loving this movie. Uh, so going back to the history with this one, so I think... You and I were slightly in disagreement on the 2018 one, where that you really didn't like it. I thought it was okay. Um, I Okay to probably like a 6 or 7 out of 10, that sort of thing. Uh, but I was excited to see where the franchise went from there. Now, you didn't really like the 2018 one, right? I, I'm kind of at that, you know, I'm kind of at like the Alien vs. Predator 2 stage with that movie, where I'm like, you know, maybe it wasn't that bad. And so I'm like, kind of ex- thinking about watching it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um you know what? I will say about Halloween Ends to you know slightly give away my thoughts on it. Um, it really made me think. You know, maybe the first one wasn't that bad. Maybe the first one's pretty good. Maybe, <laughs> like it, it made me kind of look back fondly on the first one and sit there and be like, you know, I kind of like it made me want to watch the first one again because I was like, oh, you know that that seems like a sweeter brew than this. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so you know, I, again, I, 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 you know, I definitely have issues with it. I think that there's a lot of like logical problems in the storytelling. And again, confusion in terms of like where they're going with it and what they're trying to intend to do with Michael Myers. But you know, in the end, I think it's, I think the first one is a serviceable like film and like you know an okay entry in the series. I just don't like how it kind of tried to pretend the like you know how it eliminated what happened with the other movies, but then basically retread what they did. That was, that was my main mm-hmm. issue with it. Gotcha. And then uh, Halloween Kills, we had an episode on that as well, and I think we both agreed that was just an awful, awful film. And it was boring, and it was just nothing happened in it in terms of plots. Um, I think we were in full agreement on that front. Dude, remember back when we thought that's what movie was like when nothing happened in it? <laughs> I remember, man, if, if man, that movie at least had like a cool climax. <laughs> Did it though? Did it really? I, I mean, don't even remember what the climax was. Just, was just, like just, just you know, ju- uh, Michael killing the entire town. Like you know, that was yeah, but that was the whole movie. Yeah, that was that you know, like the, you know, the ending scene where he like literally just decimated the population of a small village, like that was or a small town. That was you know, that was bonkers, but at least like in a fun way. And then like, and, you know, that opening scene was great too, where he got killed that woman and that guy in their house. Like, there were some good things going on. Yeah, there, but then there was the firefighter scene, and there was just Laurie in the hyperbolic time chamber for the entire movie, and. The awful, awful hospital scene and everything I'm, like that. I don't know. I, I really, I was so bored with Halloween Kills, um, which is where we bring to Halloween Ends. So Halloween Ends is starts off about a year after Halloween Kills. The Michael Myers return night has uh, ended in terms of the events of Halloween 1 and Hall- or the Halloween 2018 and Halloween Kills, which occur right back to back to each other. Um, at this point, Laurie Strode has basically kind of stopped living in fear, for lack of a better word. She's bought a house. She's no longer the survival prepper. She's basically of the mindset of, you know what, I'm just going to live my life. Uh, Michael might come back. He might not. But I am not going to let that control me anymore. I've lost too much already. And uh, from there, it kind of gets into a little bit of spoiler territory in terms of how it ends. But the biggest thing is that this movie was hyped up as the big this is the end of the biggest showdown between Laurie Strode and Michael Myers. You know, this is where it all ends. And this movie really is not that. <laughs> it's it's definitely very, very different to that as well. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, go ahead. Tell us what are your thoughts on Halloween Ends? 
you know, so it, as you kind of mentioned the, the, the summary here, like there, the part of the summary that came out really early was this side, like you know, which was revealed the summary was that there was a crime that was committed, and it seems like a copycat of Michael Myers, and uh, the person who was at the center of that crime is now, uh, you know, being pursued, and you know, people are wondering whether it was actually Michael Myers. That that was kind of part of like the the pitch that was thrown here for this movie, at least from, from what I heard and from the media that I read prior to the movie. Um, and otherwise, I really kind of tried to stay away from the, the trailers for this movie. Like, I did not watch any of the trailers for this. So going off that summary, I imagined a lot more interesting of a movie, and I was really actually pumped for that concept because this idea of like whether or not Michael's there, this idea of copycat killers appearing is really interesting to me, and the idea of somebody maybe like being framed for a Michael Myers killing or something like that mm-hmm. was really cool to me. And like, you know, the idea of wondering whether or not this person was the killer or not throughout the movie seemed like a fun concept. Um, but this movie, I feel like, failed on all those items that it was trying to deliver. I think there were a few interesting <laughs> concepts that they tried to introduce. Um, and there were times where, like, I thought maybe this could work in a different movie. But I feel like it did a lot of weird things. It did a lot of things that I think kind of flew in the face of what it had previously established in its own trilogy. Um, mm-hmm. And just, I will 100% I agree with overall that. Overall, just kind of... Was a was a flop for me. I, I've and I actually I've heard a couple of, of good reviews and people saying that it was a you know it was better, it, it was more interesting, or you know there was more you know there's the storytelling was better. And I don't know what they're talking about. I think that this movie <laughs> baffles me in terms of what it was doing, what it thought it was doing, like how it got greenlit and how like I, you know I, I talked about how issues how I had issues with the first one in terms of scripting and the second one and like you know plot and whatnot. But this movie really makes those movies feel like they are like tight <laughs> um i've i have never been more bored and cared less i'm pretty sure at one point you know when i was watching it, i texted you like what i thought was gonna happen and i, I fucking got beat for beat i got like i yeah, was maybe did. i was like 20 minutes into the movie and i predicted what was gonna happen and it was like yeah. that's that's bad that, that is a bad thing <laughs> um but uh, yeah that, that's that, that's my thought I don't know. what, what about uh-huh. you so I expected to go in this movie just absolutely hating it. It's like, honestly, it kills, just absolutely killed, no pun intended, any momentum this reboot trilogy had for me. I was genuinely interested to see exactly where it would have gone after the 2018 uh, reboots. Kills was just terrible. And because of that, I think my expectations were so low. I was actually very pleasantly surprised with this movie. Um, like, don't get me wrong. I would not consider this a good movie by any stretch of the imagination. But I was entertained the whole way through. I really liked the direction they took with it, even though it absolutely was bonkers in terms of the plot. Um, I really liked that they, they tried something different with it. And I think that's one of the big parts of the backlash to this movie is everyone's expecting it to be, oh, it's another Michael Myers slashathon, which it is definitely not and i appreciate the ballsiness for the direction they took it honestly um so i yeah i really appreciate that they did something different with it i have a lot to complain about this movie definitely but it, it it's going back to what i was saying before it is kind of like this is the nerdiest reference ever it's kind of like sonic adventure 2 in that it's not a good game. There's a lot of it no. that's broken, absolutely. No. But you could still enjoy it. No, Sonic Adventure 2 is a great <laughs> game. Sonic, people, Sonic Adventure 2 is like unanimously considered to be one of like the best entries in the series. What, what are no, you talking about? Not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. It okay, no, no, no. Is. Sonic Adventure 2, Sonic Adventure 2, every single time, it's just like, yeah, the Sonic and Shadow levels are great. Yeah, that's about it. No, no. I mean, no one can, Sonic, no one can, no one can defend Sonic the Sonic is great storytelling. Sonic Adventure 2 is so good. What are you talking about? Like, I think you're thinking about like Sonic, Sonic and the Secret of the Rings. <laughs> no, Sonic Adventure 2 has such a good following. No, I, I disagree with you entirely. 
That's a terrible analogy. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't taint Sonic Adventure Two with this. I will say though, this is something I came up with uh, when I wanted to talk about this movie, and I was very very proud of it. Halloween does have the Sonic the Hedgehog problem right now. Of there's so many reboots, there's so many timelines that everyone is going into a Halloween movie expecting something different, and that's what I feel this movie kind of. Well, this movie won. The marketing did an absolute disservice. It, it, it's not the final showdown between Laurie Strode and Michael Myers. Far, far from it. Aside from like the last 15 minutes, which felt very shoehorned in there. But I, I, I just, I think I was so happy. You ever come across a movie where you're just like, I, I hate the sequel so bad that I wish the following movie just ignores it? That's what this movie did. And that's what I really, really liked about it because I was just like, okay, if... I just ignore Halloween Kills happened and then kind of moved on to Halloween Ends. Besides the uh, final scene of Halloween Kills, nothing happens in that movie. So it kind of moves on into this. And I, I, I appreciated it. It felt a lot closer to tone to, to Halloween 2018 than it did to Kills. And I did really appreciate it for that. Uh, yeah. Gosh. I, okay. So we're going to get into some pretty heated stuff. Here, I, say, I, I, might, I might be in absolute disagreement with you. They're like literally this, again, I haven't seen Halloween kills since I first saw it back in the day, uh-huh. uh, you know, last year, <laughs> but, uh, um, I don't know, man. I, I like the characters in this movie, even the ones that I liked and like, I, you know, I liked the new character they introduced, but then he just like falls off and becomes something completely different. I, I, I feel like there's so many different choices they could have made in this movie, and I feel like they chose like it was like you know it's like, you're, like you know when you're con you know what, what's that thing what's what's the name of the, of the model where it's like you can go left or right and that cho- chooses your other thing. What's what's what kind of game is that? Hmm? What, what what's the game where you get to make choices? Oh, where where you get to make choices? Yeah, and it like and it sends you in different paths. That's a very broad question. I know th- there's a name for that type of game. RPG? Though, what? I feel like there's a name specifically for it. Anyway. <laughs> this it, th- this person fucking shows the wrong one at every fucking turn. Like the, the person who made this movie. Like there's so many things. Where I'm like, oh, maybe you made it this way. That make that more interesting. And they're just like, no, no. We're gonna we're gonna do this. We're gonna we're gonna make it so all the characters who returned just have basically one personality. Uh, the new character, kind of interesting, but then like isn't for the second half of the movie. Like I don't know. It's uh, mm-hmm. I d- I have a lot of problems. I think this movie tried to do some things, but did very poorly at them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a big kind of philosophy on the two of us as well, because I've always said it before, I would rather a movie try something new and not stick the landing. And definitely, like, there's a lot of problems with the story for this movie. But I don't know. I just, I was entertained the whole way through in terms of the choices they made and how baffling it was on that front. Like, I would rather see this personally than... Gosh, what really pissed me off is just, like, people online were talking about, oh, you know, it's a Halloween movie. How hard could it be? Just stick Michael Myers and have him kill a whole bunch of teenagers, and, you know, that's that. And I'm just like, no, we've seen that already. We, we've seen that a million times, and, you know, I, I, I don't like it anymore, honestly. I would rather, you know, they try something different, which this movie definitely tried to do. Um, but, yeah, I think we're far into spoiler territory at this point, so let's go ahead and give it a spoiler warning. If you do not want to see Halloween ends, obviously, you know, the the public opinion right now is it's not a very good movie, uh, but that's that. All right. Spoiler time? Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Sweet. All right. Yeah, sounds good. All right. So, Bernie Mac's not the hedgehog. No, 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 no. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Okay, so the biggest crux of this movie right here is the difference is Michael Myers is barely in this movie. Oh, yeah. Like, he kills three people throughout the entire movie, and they're mostly near the end. Um, The biggest thing is the opening scene is we have a new character named Corey, 
And the very opening scene is basically Corey is babysitting this kid. This kid is a little shit the whole way through um, and locks Corey in a closet uh, while he's babysitting this kid. And Corey starts to have like a panic attack of some sort. And he basically forces his way out of here there, accidentally knocks the kid over the balcony and accidentally kills him. Because of that, um, he's been ostracized from the town. Like there was this whole legal proceeding where the judge basically cleared him and said it was an accident. But you can tell like everyone in the town absolutely hates him for it. And he's basically been ostracized, which kind of leads into the theme of this movie of it is, you know, the town is a big corrupter as well. Um, so, so slowly throughout the movie, stuff happens, but he basically meets up with Michael Myers, who's living in a sewer for some reason that they never explain, which I was just like, okay, whatever. Um, and Michael, they go on through, um, and he basically becomes the new, I, I don't want to say protege under Michael Myers, but he becomes a new serial killer, and it's kind of influence he's influenced by michael's presence um is kind of what the movie said well not just the presence of michael myers but also the town and how it corrupts people and that sort of thing as well um so he's the primary killer for most of this movie and i believe you touched on this before you what did you think of Corey as a character what did you think of just that whole big plot line i was interested in him in the beginning um but like i was interested in like it's weird to say because i really like i was very endeared by him in the first like when he's a loser, essentially, I was endeared to him. When he's bullied by the marching band, <laughs> yeah, I was I was endeared to him, and like I, you know, because you get the idea that he is this kid who is, you know, had something like because you know part of they, what they said, like I feel like when the advertising for this was talking about modern politics and like cancel culture to a degree, um, and you know, in this case, one bad thing to find his life and it ruined his life essentially. Um, but you kind of see him trying to work with it, you know, and and, and again, I think it's kind of weird that like this thing ruins his life. Like, yeah, it's a terrible incident, but like come on, like, this kid had no prior history. Even the dad of the guy is like, I thought this kid was a great kid. I didn't, like, you know. that. The, like, I understand the parents never forgiving him, but the entire town seems a little bit insane how much the town's against him in this movie. Um, yeah, and I feel, that, I feel that tracks with the other movies, though, because that's a big part of, you know, you, there was the whole hospital scene on Halloween Kills, in terms of the mob mentality, everything like that. Like, the, the town, I think Laurie specifically states in this movie, needs a boogeyman, needs someone to hate. And for a while, that was Michael Myers, but... Um, now apparently it's this kid and even some people, you know, think of Laurie Strode as the boogeyman because some people mistakenly believe that she's the one that spurned Michael Myers on the town. Yo, what the fuck so was I up felt... with that? What? Everybody yeah, who was like, no. you antagonized him. How the fuck did she got herself in a fucking bunker and hid while he was in jail? How was that? And exactly. she never went and saw him. How did she antagonize him? The fucking podcasters antagonized him. Dr. Sartain exactly. antagonized him. What is this? That's. That's the theme. Like the movie, I don't think the movie portrayed them as being in the right. I think they portrayed them as this is the mentality that the town has oh. come to en en envelop. But like, yeah, it's an absolutely insane leap of faith to blame Laurie Strode for this. But that is the type of mentality this small town has. But I think and the, 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 mm -hmm. it, my issue with that is that that needs to come from somewhere. You can't just say the town is crazy, so the town believes this. The town is a bad place, so the town does this. There has to be some impetus. There has to be some, like, you yeah. know, some nugget that kicks this off. And it's just, it comes out of nowhere. Like, it, like these people didn't know Lori really well. These people, like, thought that this girl, like, it, it, and, you know, again, this is in, the, in a timeline of 40 years have passed since Michael killed her friends. Mm -hmm. And then this night... He kills a bunch of people, goes to her house. Then a mob attacks him and get destroyed by him. 
nobody could blame him for her for that like that's to me that's just mm-hmm. part of it that's that's like a great issue right there is that they they try to front it like oh this is showing how humanity can you know turn on each other and they need to have a boogeyman that is, that is a fine thing to say but you need to justify it and i think this movie doesn't justify it, it it's, it's giving a commentary without a reason yeah, I would agree that definitely they could have hammered it in that point a little bit more. But I was thinking back, you know, recently to the, you know, uh, Infowars and the Alex Jones case about how he said that the unfortunate Sandy Hook was shooting was a uh, fake and they were all paid, act- paid actors and everything like that. And that's kind of the mentality I thought for there. Yeah, it's absolutely fucking insane and there's no proof behind it, but that is the state of a large population or even small population of people in this particular small town. Like they're believing these absolutely insane things because they want to latch onto something, making sense out of a senseless events. I, I definitely agree though, because really the only thing that this movie kind of puts forward is that radio DJs spurting pop propaganda about how Lori is spurring on Michael Myers and that sort of thing. But that that's where I got the idea where it came on and, and from. But it, well, it's, it's weird too because right we, we just saw we just saw Halloween Kills where evil dies tonight and we see Tommy Doyle round these people up. We see Tommy Doyle doing all this shit. So they, they mm-hmm. have somebody. Everybody sees this person doing it. It becomes a, a, a citywide event and then it's nobody really talks about it. Nobody talks about mm-hmm. any of the events of that. It's It's almost like this movie like again it's, it almost feels like this movie takes place in that universe where michael's come back a bunch of times after laurie and as and, you know and this has happened in which case that is a valid thing to say laurie he keeps coming after you you're staying in our town get the fuck out of our town he's gonna keep coming for you but in this again in this scenario that's not what happens and that's even part of laurie's exit yeah, she's a random mm-hmm. like that that's part of what she comes to at the end of the second movie is that she's like no no i it was a random event and he didn't come to me sartain brought him to me and like Mm-hmm. Great, but again, it, they, they kind of—I feel like they keep saying that, but then, but then they're like, "But the final, but you know, the final showdown is between him and Laurie again." Like, <laughs> like pick, pick yeah, a lane. Again, bro. the marketing did this movie a very much a disservice because that is not that movie at all, and I think a lot of people were very just kind of unaware of the expectations going on in. Um, but yeah, no, that's and that's one of the things I really like about the series as well is because Laurie is not his sister, or is not anyone. She's just kind of a nameless person who was caught in the crossfire. And I do like that dynamic of Laurie to Laurie. It's like the M. Bison quote from Street Fighter, you know, to to you, that was the day that Bison burned your village down. But to me, it was a Tuesday. Like, I like that vibe. Hmm. But again, like I, I, I like that vibe, but I still don't think that this movie does that. Because mm-hmm. again, he's... It's really weird that he like he approaches her at one point. He, he goes up to her at our house and like leaves her alone. He's like, "What? Well, you know, I'll leave you." And then like the tying in with uh, the daughter or um, Allison and that. I'm just like, it just seems like. And I was all here for the idea of him being like when this when this series first started out and they had um, Lori, Allison, and what's what's the mother's name? Oh gosh, I don't know. Um, Judy Greer plays her. But yeah, I Judy Greer's character. Like, mm-hmm. I really like this idea of it being these three women, you know, uniting as a family against this evil that harassed yeah. their the mother and I, or, you know, Lori. And I thought that was a great concept. Like, for all that you know, uh, Halloween 2018, you know, wasn't amazing. I liked that the future that it kind of set up of these women, this multi generational battle. And like, you know, people talk about how Encanto discusses is all about generational grief, um, and I think that's that's what this should have been. The story should have been, mm-hmm. and it, it just—it felt like they just dropped that completely. Especially because Judy Greer's not fucking mentioned in this movie. <laughs> why did this <laughs> well, movie no, not? They'd... Why did this movie not start with the funeral of Judy Greer? Or you know, <clears throat> why would why did this movie not start with that? Start on a on a somber note of of how this 
again, broke her life. Like, you know, another major event that maybe then resulted in this change from Lori and made her decide, you know, fuck it. Like, you know, like maybe she found Judy and Judy's like, mom, you have to let go. And that's why she kind of becomes this character who's no longer like a basket case. But we're given a movie feel- where she becomes healed after her daughter gets murdered. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I love this. We're both so heated about it. This is great. Um, yeah, no, I, I disagree with you on that front because I feel like they had, it was very, I don't know, I don't want to, how do I want to phrase this? It was a little bit more subtle, but there were a couple scenes where like she was looking at the, Lori was looking at the picture of her granddaughter or just daughter in general, Judy Greer, and kind of looking at that. But I do feel like they kind of established that, that that was the whole thing at the very beginning in terms of, okay, now Jamie Lee Curtis is no longer in the wild woods with a saw house that was designed by Jigsaw. You know, she's not a survivalist anymore. She's basically accepted that, okay, being prepped like this has not only ruined so much of my relationships, but eventually, you know, it kind of took my daughter's life as well. Um, So, yeah, I I kind of felt that was her letting go of, okay, whatever happens, happens. If Michael comes back, we'll deal with it as best we can, but I'm not going to live my life in fear. Like, that's the impression I got from the very, very beginning. I definitely will agree on you. They did not, they, they, they dropped the whole generational final girl aspect at the very end, which was very... Very disappointing uh, that there was none of that in Halloween Kills and there was none of that in Halloween Ends either. Um, aside from maybe the very end of Halloween Kills, which I have my own problems with. But isn't that, uh, but isn't that kind that of weird, though? Like, like, if you think about it, like, Laurie spent, yeah. Laurie spent 40 years afraid of Michael Myers when he was locked in a penitentiary. And she trained mm-hmm. herself. She trained her daughter. She was ready for this. Now Michael killed the town, killed this little boy who she watched grow up, killed all these police officers and all these people with weapons, killed her daughter. And now he's missing, and she relaxes. That, mm-hmm. ju- that just seems like such a weird thing to me. Again, like it, it, I think if we had an impetus for that with, with some interaction between her and Judy Greer or something happening, but it, it really just felt, it felt, it felt like, and again, like, I, this obviously isn't the case, but like, I don't know, Jamie Lee Curtis' adver- advertising for this movie was a lot. Like, I, I, I don't like how Jamie Lee Curtis yeah. is coming back to this franchise and being like, Oh no! It's now it's the best thing ever. Now it's you know when she becomes irrelevant, she yeah. comes back to it, and it seemed like she had a I lot love, of. And I love. Yeah, can I pause there for a yeah. second? I love Jamie Lee Curtis, but definitely the the the, the advertising, the press tour for this, she was she was a bit much. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and I feel like she wanted this. She wanted like because there's a lot of weird lines where Laurie's just sassy and like I'm gonna sit here in a chair while you're on the ground in this bloody room and like you know shit talk you and like do these things and have these one liners, which I was just like. It felt so weird. It felt, it, to me, it just felt like her, she had all this, like, we, we were given this kind of, you know, admittedly, uh, she was in a bad place in the in the previous movies, but I felt like the development here just seemed like a complete 180 after one of probably the most traumatic moments in her life in this, like, her husband died, I don't know her, sorry, her husband died, her son-in-law died, her her daughter died, all in the same night, like, all, because all, Halloween mm-hmm. 1 and 2, or uh, 2018 and ends, or kills, were the same night, so all this stuff happened. And she comes out as this wise cracking person who, you know, like it it doesn't, I don't know, like, I, I don't know how to say it. It's just, I, it, it felt like. I, it I, doesn't feel believable. Yeah. Like it, it feels like she's in a better place, which I love. I love that she's in a better place. I love that she's like Sydney at the end of Scream 3. Mm-hmm. But it's like being Sydney at the end of Scream 3 in the middle of Scream 1 when like, <laughs> you know, it's like, what's going on? Like, how are you this content when things got so much worse like uh-huh. nothing was resolved. no i i i i disagree with you there as well 
You know I love you, man. But yeah, I, I, I feel it was one of those things where, again, she spent all of this time prepping for this event that finally did happen. And then she realized that, oh, maybe it wasn't good enough or maybe it's unstoppable. Um, and, you know, the loss of a child, that is a traumatic event and grief manifests itself in many, many different forms. And basically, I felt like an total, total tonal character change. Yeah, that is believable to me in terms of she would give that life up like, you know, she spent her whole life basically as a preparatory revenge type of persona. But she realizes that, oh, you know, being all prepped, it killed my daughter, basically. So I am just going to live life the best I can. Um, I did get the impression, though, and I feel the movie could have done this better, was she was putting on a bit of a face. She was moving on in as best she could, but she still had a lot of sadness behind her. And I felt like the movie, I don't know, maybe a scene where, like, she breaks a plate or she sees something that reminds her of Judy Greer and just breaks down crying, something like that. Mm. Um, Or being hesitant with the... uh, cop uh whose name uh, frank hawkins yeah who who was very underutilized in this dude. movie like every time he popped up i was just like dude what's what what, what that, who were you again i totally forgot that grocery store scene killed me i was like well Patton, yes what, what, what did they do to you like it, it was so weird like that, that grocery store scene the interactions between them were so weird because people were like look at this cutesy little romance they have and they're not like hey remember that night where we were in a hospital by a mob like tried to kill everybody yeah like, they're just like Let's go let's go look at some cherry blossoms in japan you're like what uh-huh. or he's not like hey now that i'm retired and you're here like maybe get the fuck out of this town which has caused us so much trauma like i don't know i'm not gonna defend that plot line that was an awful plot that line. was that was so that and i was so that that was one of the things i was excited for this movie is i was like yes yost coach yost and her are together that will be fun that will be interesting hopefully they don't kill him off again uh you uh-huh. know like i was ex- like there, there were so many things they could have done um, mm-hmm. with that. I, I just felt like Laurie's character in this, to me, just felt really, um, I don't know. I, I did not like her character in this. I, I okay. want her to be the strong and confident character, but I don't think that she should have been there quite yet. Um, and I just... It, it, well, it didn't feel earned to you. Yeah. It, 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 like, not that it didn't feel earned. It just felt like it wasn't the right place for her to be in the story. Um, okay, and like and like you said, I would have loved if there were some cracks in the facade a little bit more. I would have liked that. Or if again, if we if we started with that funeral scene, like showing that grief, I just never see, you never see her mourn. And I think for me, as somebody who like you know that was what like as much as the death of um, Judy Greer, like Judy Greer is my favorite character in the first movie, and so seeing her leave was a big thing. For like, oh, she was one of the best characters I think in this franchise. So in this trilogy, so to see her leave without anything really any any effect visible in the movie that we see on screen and like you know paying these little paintings or these little footprints and stuff like those are cute little reminders but like i think you need to dedicate time to it not just a a glimpse on the screen you know um and like or or you know using that um using laurie's transition to force this personality have a confrontation between her and allison because i feel like what they didn't really hint on, like what they hint at, but don't really think explore enough also, is the fact that Allison isn't all right. Like, she shows it when she's with Corey, uh, or Casey, whatever his name is, because he's, you know, insane. But her, her acting feels really fucking weird when she's kind of going manic. But I think having, showing a contrast between Laurie trying to pretend nothing happened, or, you know, trying to force herself through this, while Al- Allison, you know, unlike Laurie, who's had 40 years to process the murder of her previous murder, Allison's been four years or three years or whatever. 
since that's happened, since this happened to her for the mm-hmm. first time. So I think having that contrast of them fighting of her, of Allison, you know, being in a bad place and Lori being like, no, let's push past it and, you know, make a great home. That would have been an interesting dynamic. Um, but I feel like they don't really service either of them. It almost felt like they, they weren't in the room, the same room. Half, they weren't in the same place acting half the time. Um, mm-hmm. Which can, I know there are reshoots and, you know, there's obviously budget constraints. I know there's a lot of rewriting that happened with this due to COVID. But it just felt like, it, felt, it feels like this movie should be longer. Or there's probably, maybe, maybe there is a longer cut of this and they cut out a bunch of these development parts. Um, Honestly, I feel it could be shorter because mm-hmm. I feel like I, the, the, the best case scenario for this trilogy would be they put it into two parts they have halloween take out halloween kills entirely leave in the scene with judy Greer at the very very end maybe splice a few scenes in there and then halloween ends uh continues from there as well Mm. like i i i feel this would have been a lot stronger with just the two movies because a lot of things i like about this movie are stuff where they basically looked at halloween kills and go nope we're not doing that and then they just move right on um so i i I, that's that anyway do you think this would have been Um, a good miniseries like i was thinking like if they had a miniseries called haddonfield and it was about this kid who you're not sure whether or not he's a killer and it keeps and these murders keep happening so they're kind of setting up whether or not it's michael or him and then you know the end there's this big confrontation i think that would have been an interesting thing and then they could Maybe, explore the possibly. town more. It all depend on the execution. Yeah. I think that would have just have, like, like, like you're saying, like, I think, you know, this was, it felt too long, but I feel like there were elements that I wanted to explore. And I feel like if they had made it like a, a six part miniseries or something like that, where, like, you know, you kind of see, it's, like, it's a Corey or Casey. Now I'm just confusing myself. Um, uh, Corey. Corey. But, you know, you see Corey kind of, you see that opening happen, you see this happening, and you don't really know if Corey's a killer or not throughout the movie. I think that would have been a stronger film or story. Mm-hmm. I don't like, like, how did you feel about Corey, about us knowing that Corey is the killer basically the whole time? What do you think that Yeah, that's one I kind of struggled with too. I think ultimately I was just like, I, I rolled with it. I definitely think it could have been done better. Um, more so, I just, I, I liked the whole sense of Allison kind of being like, fuck this town, let it burn down. Um, especially as someone who grew up in a small town and kind of holds resentment <laughs> towards it as well. Um, that that was something that I kind of identified with in terms of just growing frustrated with the small town mental- mentality, the harassment, that there's just everything on that front. Um, I, I, I did like that angle to it in terms of her being a killer or him being a killer and her being okay with it. Um, like, I think we you texted me about it. They developed that relationship way, way, way too fast. <laughs> it was like immediately, it was just like, oh, I, yeah, so into Corey. Dude, um, I felt so that could have been a lot more natural. That, that, yeah. And, and then and then the X, too. That was like 40 oh, years old. <laughs> good. Yeah. Yeah, dude, yeah. So there's an X in the movie that looks like he, like he belongs back in the 70s. And literally, yes. so the first time he walks up to her, he like, he pulled, she, I don't know if she's just like pulled over in a car. No, he pulls her over to be like, your tail lights yeah. out. But first he's like, because I missed you and want to see you. And I literally let like I did not get that they that they were a couple because it made it seemed impossible. So I assumed that like he was like Coach Yost's buddy or um, Will Patton's character's buddy. And after the mm-hmm. events of Halloween Kills, you know, they looked after the family because you know again their daughter just the daughter just died and all this you know trauma's been going on. So the, they were involved with the police and Coach Yost is now you know kind of in the thing with Lori. So I figured he was being like the uncle character, you know, make making a joke about making a pass at her, being like, "Oh, I missed you, baby." When he's, you know, just checking in on her, you know, being like a nice mm-hmm. town guy, uh, who you know who's who's familiar with the family. I I literally did not believe that they were dating until later on, and that's that scene. Uh, yeah, I was like, wait, what? That was the thing. That was actually they were serious. Yeah, that was a very weird casting choice. 
I agree with you there. I didn't fucking understand. <laughs> he looked like he was 40, and I, I assume she's yeah. supposed to be early 20s. Yeah. So, I mean, she's, yeah, she just graduated college, I think it was, and that sort of thing, too. Uh, there's another scene I got to harp on for a little bit as well. Go for it. Um, I, I, this is going to be a long episode. Oh, my God. This is great. Um, so there's a scene in the beginning of the second act <laughs> where um, it, it made me laugh out loud for, like, five minutes. Um, so basically, it, Allison's whole thing at the very beginning of the movie is, well, the sparring incident for her to say, fuck this town, is she gets passed up for a promotion over <laughs> at work. Okay. Do you remember what that promotion was? Like, like the job she wanted to get? Like head nurse or like night nurse? The scheduling nurse? <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, so I work in healthcare. Uh, for listeners who don't know on this front, I, I interact a lot with doctors and nurses. I train a lot of them. I kind of talk to them. Uh, I, I really try and understand them as best I can. I have a lot of friends who are nurses as well. So the scene at the at start of the second, of the second act was... Uh, Allison goes on in, sees the practice manager or whoever it was, and then he goes, I'm so sorry you've been passed over for the promotion. I know you're really disappointed. I know you really wanted to be charge nurse. What, what is that? That is, that is that is a phrase that has never been uttered in the hospital ever. So on every single unit, whether it's an ED or an ICU or med surge or anything like that, um, anywhere that has nurses, basically for each shift, somebody is assigned the charge nurse role. And it's not especially a dedicated position. Some hospitals, as my nurse friend told me, do hire actual dedicated charge nurse positions, but definitely not a small family practice that only has two nurses whatsoever. Uh, But basically, it's kind of like the mom or dad for the shift. So every shift, a new charge nurse is selected. They're the ones that are basically making sure that everyone is doing their schedule. Um, They're also the main point of contact for the unit in case any questions roll on up. Like it wasn't uncommon for me to roll on into an ED and then say, hey, can I talk to the charge nurse about this initiative or this device that we're deploying to your unit? Like they're the main point of contact. The reason why it sucks is there's no extra pay. It is a role that rotates based on each shift. Nobody wants to be the charge nurse. Like that is every single time. I'm just like, are you the charge nurse? Every single time someone would say, unfortunately, I've heard that joke dozens and dozens of times. So when I heard, I really am disappointed. I know you really wanted the charge nurse position. I had to pause the movie because that is... Oh, gosh, that that is like saying, "I'm so sorry." I know you want a rusty. I know you really wanted a rusty spoon in your eye. <laughs> That's my soapbox. There we go. Well, it's also um, like it's also like I was like when that happened, I was like, "Huh, I wonder if she's like fucking the uh, doctor." But I was also oh, like, yeah. also that other nurse seems significantly older and has probably paid her dues. Like, mm-hmm. like, like, like she, they weren't the same age, right? She was like she was older, slightly older. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I got the impression that you know, like that. Um, uh, Allison was new and this woman was, you know, senior. So it made sense to me that she would get it. Like, I, I get that mm-hmm. they, 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 you know, they imply later on, uh, or kind of blatantly, that maybe it was nepotism. But also, like, if there's only two nurses there and the one's been there longer, wouldn't you be kind of pissed if you're the, if you're the tenured nurse and you're like, uh, you mean this, like, girl out of college is going to be, like, running things? Mm-hmm. I think maybe have more people there. I don't know. Maybe have her be a younger character that gets, you know, it jumps the ranks on that. It just... It felt like Allison should have been like, oh, I expect that. Yeah, you're right. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. It's, anyway. That seemed weird. Moving on. That's my soapbox. That, that I just, I had to get that out because that was the one thing where I was just like, fuck. 
Anyway, um, so what did you think of just the whole idea of Michael Myers is now weak and he got nerfed, basically, and he's been living in the sewer for the past 40 years? What do you think about that? I'm okay with Michael Myers not being a killing machine. I, I don't love that, again, this happens after kills where he murders an entire group of people. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't, years later. I yep. don't love that he seems like, I don't know, like a, a dog. Like, like Corey gets... So we learn that Michael's been basically pulling people into his little... First off, great image of Michael Myers, like, shuffling through a little fucking standpipe to get... <laughs> to get to drag people in there to eat. I don't know what the fuck he's doing with them. Uh, but they, we learn that's happened. But basically, my issue with this is I don't know why Michael and Corey are, are bros. And I don't like that Michael, like, needs to be, like... is like a geriatric old man who needs help getting, uh, you know, getting kills and whatnot. Like... Because I guess the question is in this one is the and is there mysticism involved in this? Does Michael need to kill to survive? Yeah. Does he, is the evil like a dormant thing inside of him that needs to awaken? It just it seems weird that Corey goes from being a picked on kid to uh, you know killing a guy by accident to luring a man into a pipe to get murdered by a serial killer he found down there. Like that seemed weird. It's very to Stephen King in that way. Yeah, like very <laughs> it, but like. And again, I don't care about Michael Myers. I was thinking, I was, you know, I was kind of thinking to myself about how I felt about Michael Myers. I don't give a shit about Michael Myers. Like, I, I really, of all the Halloween or, you know, slashers, I know that he's a classic. I think his movies are, his, you know, his first movie's great. His second one's great. But as a killer, I don't give a crap about him. I was actually hoping he wasn't going to be in this movie at all. Um, mm-hmm. So I was okay with, like, the concept of him just being a guy who's not present in this movie, 100% okay with. Would, would not have minded yeah, if he here. never appeared. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I really, I really like that as well. Just the fact that the bait and switch of, it's uh, <laughs> another nerdy reference. It's the Metal Gear Solid two of Halloween movies in terms of Solid Snake isn't the main character anymore, <laughs> but you play as Raiden. Um, no, I really like that too. I really because I mean at this point he's basically sixty five years old. He's been living in the sewer eating rats or whatever shit is down there as well. Because the very first night from Halloween Kills and Halloween um, two thousand eighteen is basically the same night he escapes from that mental asylum, or at least very, very close to it, where we assume he's being well-fed, well-taken care of. Now he's been basically surviving on his own as a psychotic serial killer for three years. You know, obviously he's going to be pretty weak. Um, I like that aspect of it. And I liked the fact that, you know, Corey kind of, he, I, I wasn't, it wasn't really a, he takes Corey under the wing. Um, and going back to the mysticism comment you made up before, that was another thing I liked about this movie too, is that, it really kind of tossed out the idea that Halloween kills set at the very, very end right there. Like, ooh, every time Michael kills, he gets stronger. Um, you, you could interpret it that way, but you can also not interpret it that way, which is the way I did it. Um, I, I think it's a lot more interesting if, if it's just not explained and if there's no mysticism to it whatsoever. He's just a guy who's really, really good at killing, who really, really likes killing, and there's no reasoning or explanation with him or anything like that. Oh, um, I, I think that they did bring mysticism back into this, though. I think that he did get, like, I think that whatever, when he, like, choked Corey and they saw in each other's eyes, I think there was some, like, transfer of power there and stuff, because then he acts a different character. I think I, I think, think that they're implying that the evil that the evil does actually transfer. Like Laurie, it's not just Laurie's yeah, it wasn't a societal mm-hmm. thing. It wasn't Laurie being like evil, you know, jumps through society. It's like actually It no, doesn't die, it transfers. I think that yeah, was an actual, was I think that was a literal comment. Uh mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I kind of took this as like Michael saw the darkness in his eyes or something like that and kind of realized that, ooh, you know, if I um uh, I was just trying to think of something. Uh, yeah, if, if, you know, I see the darkness in this guy's eyes, this guy's also a killer as well. And if I take this, then I can 
you know, if I work with him, it's basically, it's it's like delayed gratification. It's, do you have the cookie now, or do you wait an hour for two cookies? So uh, That sort of thing. That's kind of how I interpreted it. So the, the funny thing is, originally when I, when I you, know, the, you know, the opening uh, description by uh, Jamie Lee Curtis speaking about what happened, when I first saw that, I thought about like, oh, it's kind of like Freddy vs. Jason, where, uh, you know, Freddy's explaining his plan and what happened to him. This felt like the same thing, where now he's like, you know, Corey, go kill for me. People will think it's me and it will make my power stronger. <laughs> then I'll come out and be the stronger one. Like, it was it was exact. I feel like he basically had Freddy's plan. <laughs> so, uh-huh. he's like, go kill for me. And then, you know, then, you know, things got, then he, he got to one too far, took the mask, which, again, mm-hmm. Michael was theoretically in, in this, we were wearing this fucking mask in the same jumpsuit for like three years. Yes. That, that bro's mm-hmm. face has got to be like gross and like all. Oh, like, yeah. It was. I mean, we saw it at the end, so. Well, I mean, like, uh, like, really, like, you know, like, 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 rubbed off and shit. I feel like, you know, that you can't wear that kind of like plastic shit on your face for that long. I don't know. Oh yeah, I think that happened. Um, so I, I do want to make note too. This is something that a lot of people on the internet commented about. But uh, so the scene after the doctor and the um, nurse he's sleeping with get killed, uh, there's a scene where like you, it slowly pans on up to Corey riding the motorcycle, and like for the longest time you see that someone's on the back, but you're not 100 percent sure, and then it turns out to be Allison. Did you think that like Michael Myers was riding on the back of the motorcycle with him? I, you know, honestly, I didn't, but that, that would have made this movie so much better. I think I sent you that meme yes. as well. I was just like, this is my favorite scene. Yeah, that, I totally thought that. And I know a lot of other people online did too. And it's just like the two of them just writing. I, I don't know what that term is called, but like hand on waist back and forth. I was just like, oh man, please do it. Please do it. Oh man. Uh, yeah. Have you ever heard of the movie uh, Satan's Little Helper? I have not. It's it basically, it, it's like a um, a kid who's really into this like game. Uh, and it's like about like, a Satan character. Um, basically, he meets this uh, um, serial killer, essentially, who comes into his house, but he's wearing a mask to kill people, and it looks kind of like the character. And he's like, oh, Mr. Satan, let me help you out. So he goes around and falls around Satan as he kills people and, like, helps him out mm-hmm. sometimes, kind of unwittingly as a little kid. And I feel like that, that's, that's kind of like this. Like that's, I would have loved to see that with this, him going around helping Michael out. Like, let me, let me help you with this, Michael. Let me give you a little stab-stab. Like, you know, like, that, that would have made this movie more fun. Like, I feel like this movie... <laughs> could have been really fun if they'd like gone with if they'd taken some of these gimmicks a little bit further um but i think they because they took themselves seriously it's kind of like womp i don't know mm-hmm. like yeah like having michael ride you know on the back with him would have been amazing that would have that would have like elevated this movie <laughs> at least a point for in my mind oh man i i wanted to see that so bad but i guess not though uh that, that's just not not intended to be all right, so we talked about Corey, the character. We talked about Michael Myers in this movie. We talked about how Laurie and Allison are kind of developed on this front and how underutilized Frank was used, uh, Frank Hawkins was used as well. What other things did we want to talk about this movie? Like scenes that really stuck out to us or directions the film took, that sort of thing. I think we need to talk about the bullies in this movie. Oh, yes, these, yes. I this, to... These band geeks are beating up this, you know, and I say band geeks, you know, and my, my wife was in, was in marching band, you know, whatever. Uh, I But, um, you know, like the it's it's so like I feel like they were like let's be subversive by having the jocks not be jocks, but it's like <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. Like like what, what are you guys like? What's the point? The fact because like like the reason the jocks are jocks in movies is because they're these big guys who are intimidating, and these are these like thin little like these kids who are just like beating up on this like guy who's like theoretically like what like twenty five I'm assuming, like yeah. mm-hmm. he's. You know, like, like it's high school is being up on like a college kid. Like, what, what the hell is this? And they're like blatantly doing it, and even like making fun of Lori, who's like a you know a sixty year old woman whose like family's been murdered. <laughs> and they're like, huh, mm-hmm. what a freak! Like, 
Okay, what, now that is the power of propaganda. I did, I did find that believable, especially with the radio DJ. That's just like, again, it's going back to the Alex Wars info war or the Alex Jones info wars thing. Anyway, continue. Sorry. No, I, I just I just didn't find it believable, and it just it made them feel like such parodies of the characters that they were supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you know, like as again, as soon as they're introduced, you're like, okay, Corey's gonna turn evil. Corey's gonna kill these kids. Like, it it, it you you knew why they're in the movie. Um, they, their deaths were pretty good. Not gonna lie, like I, their death scene was like their little death set of scenes was pretty great. Um, but I just it it felt like such you know they were obviously there just to be cannon fodder. Um, mm-hmm. That I just you know it, it felt just like, I would have liked that they're like if the idea was that if part of the push for this was that you know this kid was demonized, I would have liked to see some more legitimate characters demonizing him. Like the mother scene when the mother finds him in the bar and is angry at him, that makes sense. And that that, yeah, that, that feels true thing. to me. I would have liked to see more of that. Or maybe, you know, like mm-hmm. kids who were friends, like what could have been interesting are kids who were friends of that boy, of Jeremy, whatever his name was, who died. And now they're older because it's been a little while and they're being dicks or, you know, like, like something like that, you know? Some, mm-hmm. it's, it's weird. Yeah, these no, definitely. Teens. I agree. They were, they were, they were very much caricatures. Like, someone made a comment on Reddit about it. It was just like, oh, each one of the writers individually came up with their own bully um, <laughs> based on their past and then put them together. Like, it was a very diverse group of bullies. It really was. It, it, <laughs> there were a lot of genders and a lot of ethnicities on there. And I was just like, oh, hey. It's like the Burger King Kids Club of bullies. So, And they didn't seem like they were friends either. Like, they were always like, yo, what the fuck are you doing, man? Stop that. Stop that. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, because there was, yeah, you're right. Because there was like, there was like, you know, pristine rich jock. There was like band leader, black girl, girl, girl. nice white girl, yeah, yeah, nice, nice ginger who's like a little bit, a little bit, a little bit larger, and then there was yes. kid with like weird haircut and drumsticks, like, <laughs> I, I, like who had like that weird like kind of hope mohawk, but like didn't seem like he really belonged in the like band, but like he was also like I don't know, it it was. It was such a weird group of people, and I feel like they could have made it more interesting. Like, I almost feel like the people who should have been after him, the antagonist should have make, been maybe, like, people from the town who, like, were involved in the Michael Myers beat that, down that night who survived and are pissed at him. Like, it just, it felt weird to have this young generation of kids who, you know, pro- the only reason they don't like him at first is because he didn't buy them alcohol. Had he bought them alcohol, they would have no problem with him. They'd be like, oh, you killed that kid, whatever. Like... That's the the impetus for their dislike towards him in this fight is because they try to get him by alcohol and he's like, no. What a weird fucking like what a weird <laughs> reason to hate this guy who again you uh-huh. you think murdered a kid. Either you think he murdered a kid and you hate him for it, or you know he didn't murder a kid and if you're mocking him for it, it's it's weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I don't know that 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 entire relationship did not work for me. Um, like yeah, I agree with you there. Like the deaths were good, but they did not feel like believable characters. Yeah, I, I think again. Yeah, I think that plays into my dislike of not dislike, but my weird how I thought Corey was kind of mistreated in this because I think that everything surrounding him and what made him the killer in this movie just felt felt really flat for me and like unbelievable. I, I definitely saw him as an outcast, but I think that he just decides he chooses violence very quickly, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. which again is why I think that there is some weird idea that maybe he is possessed by Michael to a degree, um, which I don't like. Because again, mm-hmm. the, David Gordon Green always said that this was not supposed to be a you know a mystical movie, but then it feels yeah, like that's it fearing it towards is. Halloween Six territory. Yeah. yeah, like it felt. I would yeah. like, like I just thought bring back the court, court curse of the thorn. Why not? Why not make it a transferable thing? <laughs> like honestly, or why not make it something that the town does? Like why not make it this thing where the town needs like possesses some kid and makes him a killer? Like that would have been interesting. I don't know. Hmm. Um, I don't know. It's one of those things where I feel like it's been done before already, and I would just rather see something different. Yeah. Um, 
about that. Uh, let's see what else we got going on here. So we talked about that. We talked about that. Uh, let's talk about the ending, I guess. Um, so what do you think of like the last 15 minutes, basically everything up until the fake suicide from Jamie Lee Curtis to everything after that? Uh, you know, uh, I, I, I don't even know what, how I feel about it. <laughs> Honestly, I, 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 <laughs> you want me to start? Yeah, yeah you go first. I, I, I don't I have to right. click my thoughts on this. I don't know. Yeah, I really liked it, honestly. Like, I, I know it was the whole marketing of, oh, you know, this is the final showdown between Laurie Strode and Michael Myers. And I do like the fact that he was basically there just to get his mask. And then Laurie was just in the way. So they they kind of like that. I, I, I felt that was nice because, again, it kind of played into the, oh, with just kind of accidentally rivals on that front. Um, the, the fight between Laurie and him, I loved. I, I loved the crushing the refrigerator on his uh, kneecap. That was great. Um, and then, like, the callback, to to the uh, sewing needle, uh, needle mm. um, from the very first Halloween movie. I was just like, hey, I get that. And then also, too, uh, this was in the... Um, I mean, with the, the whole with the nurse um, being stabbed up in the chest and then she just hangs there, which is, you know, physically impossible, but it is what it is on that front. Um, I do wish he would have taken out Laurie at the very end. Like, I, I, I didn't like the fact that Allison rushed back in and, you know, was able to successfully, you know, disarm Michael Myers, even though he is nerfed old man at this point. I, I, I believe that she would have the strength to overcome him at that point. Um, but I, I felt it would have been very poetic that Jamie Lee Curtis accepts it and is just like, okay, fine, you're going, I'm going to go with you, I'll see you in hell, Michael. I, I wish they would have went through with that. I think that would have been a great, great way to close out the character. Um, I was going to say something else on that front, too. I don't remember, but that's that. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah, and like even to like I I could have expected at the very end maybe instead of choking Laurie like Michael Myers eventually just like stabs her or something like that or maybe she scums to her wounds earlier and then Allison comes on in and Jamie Lee Curtis can you know say her final word and then slowly die. Um, I fucking loved how they disposed of Michael in the uh, industrial grinder. I was just like, yes, that was that was cathartic after the ending of Halloween Kills. We were, were complaining the whole time about just like, stab him in the fucking head. He's there. He's done. Like, that felt so good to me. Um, anyway, your turn. <laughs> okay. I, so, okay. So, I... I didn't. I, I now. Okay, thinking about it, I, yeah, I didn't like it. <laughs> Feel free. Um, yeah, I, again, I, I don't like. So I don't like that we see a Michael who, uh, like, like you mentioned, able to lift a nurse and do that thing with the knife, uh, but then can't wrestle a Corey uh, in the mm-hmm. pipe. Uh, I like that. It's also where the Michael returns to the pipe over and over again at the end of the night. Like he has to return to sleep for the night like a vampire. Um, mm-hmm. I yeah, I don't know. I. It's. I think it's interesting that he went to go kill her. Uh, I thought that was a weird choice. Again, because the, the interaction between him and Laurie are so weird. Because she starts off by wanting to help him. Then she gives him that weird speech in the house when he wakes up in there after, like, running away and leaving his house because he got in trouble with his parents. Then he tries to go kill her. Um, and I thought that that their face-off, like, I like I like that she just shot him. I thought that was great. I like that she just boom, 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 got him. Um, I thought the weird suicide ploy was the weirdest fucking thing on earth. Like nobody thought mm-hmm. she's gonna kill herself. Like what a what a dumb thing. You knew it was gonna happen. Um, and I you know I, I don't think it was revealed that it wasn't Michael. I think that was you know I I thought that that was supposed to be revealed, but I didn't think that was a reveal. Um, no, I don't think that was a reveal. Mm-hmm. No, okay. I, th- I thought they were, I thought I thought they were trying to get us like ooh it's Mike. It's yeah, because they because esta- they established that uh, the Corey has the mask at that point. Oh, so, that's yeah, true. I don't think that was supposed to be well, a reveal. We mm-hmm. don't see who it is though. We don't see who's standing there. We just see the POV. Um, ah, I gotcha. Um, but 
I don't know. I just it felt to me like 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 you said. Like I I, I when when this series first started, I thought Lori had to die. Um, not, and again, not because I think that her character needs to die for the sake of you know like the plot. I, it's not because I don't like her character. Well, in this movie, I don't. But like I just thought it was like it was what she felt she would have to do. That like you know. Um, and like, you know, she would push herself to the end and that would be kind of, the, you know, it would be an epic battle, an epic face off. And it, in this one, it was really just a slam down, which again, I, I feel like is why maybe like, not that it's not cathartic. I, you know, I want her to get the upper hand, obviously. And, you know, you want her to win, but it just felt like, you know, this, we've seen this nerf Michael most of the movie. We see him do that, that crazy lift again, uh, which I think they need to stop doing. I feel like that's been redone in every fucking remake and every, oh, and like, in so many sequels, <laughs> but like. It just felt like Michael just got bodied completely, um, mm-hmm. which, you know, again, would, would have made sense for me back in her crazy mansion house or her crazy murder house. Great. Because she, she did. She bodied him in that one. But it was, you know, at a cost. And this one, it felt like she, there was no cost. She just bodies him completely. And again, I don't care about Michael. I don't care about him being get, being a badass, getting a crazy death. But I just want I want her winning to feel like something. And to me, it just felt like. Mm-hmm we didn't want to see her at a disadvantage. Like, I don't know. I never got the feeling that Laurie could have been hurt in this scene. It felt like Laurie was just going to take him down. Um, and, you know, there was a little bit of wrestling, which is cool, but it just, I don't know. I never, I never doubted. Uh, and I guess I would have wanted that a little bit more. Um, and that, like you said, I think it would have been interesting. Again, she didn't have to die, but she could have like, like passed out or something like that, uh, you know, to show some exertion on her part. I think it would have been really funny if she killed him and, you know, passed out and, you know, Alice comes up and she's like, oh, mom, or, you know, grandma. And she's like, evil died tonight <clears throat> and then passed out. like not not saying evil, and then she turns around and she winks at the camera like not saying evil died tonight was the biggest flaw in this movie uh <laughs> like you know like like what what if you know like her at the end you know they, they, they put they put uh put him in the grinder her and uh will patner standing there arms around each other you know looking at it smiling and and he's and you know she looks at him and goes evil died tonight then you know cut the credits <laughs> you know Something like that, mm-hmm. and you know, looks up, look up, and they see like the ghost of Tommy Doyle, like hey, and you know, in the stars, looking down at them. <laughs> with with uh, what was the baseball bat's name? Old Hickory. Oh gosh. What was it? Oh gosh, I don't remember. No, I gotta look this up right like, now. That's. Or I would have loved if somebody brought that ba- that baseball bat up and was like, yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, no, what was it? It's like. Now it's like at the end of Signs, where like uh, the, the Tommy Doyle is looking down at her and like swing away, Jamie, swing away. <laughs> like I, I just feel like that was I don't know. I I I almost feel like letting uh, letting Allison be the killer. Like it felt weird that uh, she basically gets Michael, you know, dead to rights, and then Michael just starts strangling her. She's like, do it, do it, and then Jamie comes out of nowhere and just fucking breaks his arm, like. <laughs> like no no again like no effort on james on uh allison's part just boom breaks it like mm-hmm. it it felt so like rushed like, i don't know i would have liked to see like almost like in predator like michael's michael's thing is that he is an unstoppable strength so i think that the way to take him down is like doing something smart like you know like her her trap house made sense that's how you take down this thing that you can't overpower so I think having the way to defeat him, this would just be overpowering him, would be like if Arnold Schwarzenegger in Predator just shot the Predator to death. Mm-hmm. It's not creative. It's not interesting. It doesn't feel like, you know, it, it's it's just fighting power of power and your power being stronger. I mm-hmm. I think it would have been more interesting if something had happened. Or, you know, or maybe we saw a payoff earlier in the movie where she's setting something up in the kitchen. We don't quite know what it is. And then it's revealed that it's this trap she set in case this ever happens. Like, 
something like that to show Lori's ingenuity would have been more interesting for me and I think made her character overcoming this force feel <coughs> better. Um, and again, that's why I feel yeah, like maybe this was like a, 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 an attempt at a subversion or maybe like, you know, it, it, it in this movie, other than J- Jamie Lee Curtis, or uh, Lori was never wrong, was never made a mistake, never stepped, messed it up. And it just made her feel like an unreal character. It made like every she just seemed great in this movie. And I would have liked to see her struggle at least a little bit fighting Mike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think that they should have set it up like she had hidden traps in the house the whole time, because I think that would have gone against the character growth they established in this movie, but definitely thinking on her feet, figuring out, because Michael is, you know, he's he's point A to point B. He's not very smart in terms of what he does. Um, so kind of trying to outsmart him on that method, I think that would be the best way to kind of take care of that. Oh, you, um, you know what? I, what did you, go ahead. I think I know a callback, which they already did in the second movie, but I would have loved to see a callback to Judy Greer pretending to be afraid and scared thing again. But have it be, mm-hmm. um, but have it be uh, Allison, and then like maybe mm-hmm. like I, I would have, I think Allison should have had a role in taking down Corey. I know that the idea was that Corey was like, oh, I'm gonna frame uh, Lori in front of Allison and make it this drama thing, but like it lasted, you know, that was two seconds before she came back, so it kind of took yeah. away, you know, cut that thing off at its legs. But I think having, you know, again, he was her Michael to a degree in this in this movie, um, and so I think having that but i think again having that callback would have been nice because then you know she kind of quote unquote learned from her mom and you know again bringing judy greer back kind of into the story making him relevant as her you know that would have been i think a fun payoff of have that happen because also Corey hasn't seen that before michael's seen it twice Corey getting caught in that would have been great like you know mm-hmm. like she you know she like is crying you know pretending that like oh no Corey, don't do this stop this and like you know being dramatic and him like no i have to do this to kill her mom and then she just looks at that and it's like fuck you and shoots him like you know something like that that would have been uh that would have been a fun callback to, to Judy Greer's character and also, like, you know, bring, you know, kind of make it more of a family thing again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that, definitely. What did you think of Michael's disposal at the very end? Uh, <laughs> in most movies, I would love it. And this one, again, I was like, you, you just, you slit his throat, you cut his wrist, you stab the shit out of him. Like, just cut off his head, stab him more time, shoot him in the head. Like... Like, oh, what, what, the industrial grinder was not good enough for you? It, it wasn't because it was so over the top in a movie that wasn't so far. That's that's what I loved about it, though. Well, it was just like, again, it was cathartic because at the end of Halloween Kills, we were bitching at the very end, just like, cut his head off, cut his head off. And now they're just like, okay, we've done that, well, and now we're going to completely go on it. Like, yeah, I, I would <laughs> love that if this was the Halloween Resurrection. I would love that if this was maybe even, even one of the Rob Zombie movies. But... This movie like tried so hard to be so realistic and like grim and da 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 that like to have this this very eighties like, ending this like you know very like not of this franchise kind of ending it, it and like the the town helping her escort him to drop his body in there like it mm-hmm. it was too much to me it was too heavy handed and I feel like a lot of there are a lot of people who had weird like the fucking pool scene the guy playing pool the dad playing pool and like giving his diatribe on seeing evil and Laurie's weird uh, voiceovers it felt like this movie thought it was so smart and this idea of like at the end of the town look the town's doing this together they're overcoming it together and Lori should be like fuck all of you Lori should be like no fuck <laughs> this town fuck everybody who showed up here you guys blamed me you guys blamed my daughter my fucking family's dead you guys are fucking idiots you put me in the hospital like the 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 fact that she's like this is a solemn thing i do together town because we're all buddies now i would if i was her i'd be so fucking pissed at everybody i would like cut off his head with one of the many knives i have in my little thing and just be like he's gone now like, I would be like, fuck all of you. Here's his head. Here's his mask. Here's this fucking kid. 
Like, you guys fucked this kid's life over because you wouldn't accept him. Like, it, it felt like such, like, a, a send-off to a town that did not deserve it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And, like, they, they brought back a bunch of characters to be like, look, it was this guy from this movie. And you're like, no, don't, don't, don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. No. And also, like, hey, corrupt police, maybe you don't, like, be more corrupt by, you know, slicing this body up. Maybe, like, you know, do some identification, make sure this is the right guy, you know. Because mm-hmm. we don't want another Halloween Resurrections on our hands. That's what I was thinking. I was like, oh, are they going to pull a Halloween <laughs> Resurrection? They're going to think they killed Michael, but it's going to be Corey. Uh, mm-hmm. I was waiting for that for that twist. So at least they didn't do that. Um, but no, I I loved it, and I think that I think that's what they did. Like fans are going to love this, but that makes me more mad because I'm like, do this, do this, and Halloween kills. Do this at some other point. Like you don't deserve this ending because it is a good ending, <laughs> just not to this movie. Gotcha. Um, I don't know. I. I didn't think I disliked this movie as much as I did, but the more I thought about it, like <laughs> yesterday, if we'd recorded yesterday, I would think I've been a little more positive. But the more I just, I just keep thinking about it, and I keep not liking it. Uh, no, I definitely agree. Like this is an absolutely messy, messy script. But I, I think ultimately, why I like this a lot more than you did is just personally, I am so glad that they went with a different direction and they tried to do something different. Like, it's ballsy to have the very last Halloween movie in this particular subseries to barely contain Michael Myers at all. Um, I was getting serious. A lot lot of people are saying this as well, but serious season of the witch vibes, Um, which, uh, by the way, I don't know if you noticed this, but the title of Halloween 1 and Halloween 2 during the opening credit sequence is in orange, and then Season of the Witch, it's in blue. They did the exact same thing with this trilogy as well, so they kind of mirrored it in that way. Mm. So I thought that was just kind of an interesting fun fact on that front right there. I, 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 I just I could not take another Halloween kills of just, yeah, it's the entire plot is Michael Myers doing random kills here and there with random voiceovers and there's really nothing new to it. It's all stuff that we've seen before. Whoa. I could not handle Whoa. another movie like that. Well, we got so many random voiceovers in this movie. <laughs> oh, we did. No, we 100% we did. No, definitely. But I felt like, I don't know, I felt like they were more bearable this time because there was actually mm. a semblance of a plot mm. in this movie. Mm. So we, we, we agree to disagree on that one. <laughs> like, well, I, I agree with you on that concept. I think that having not Michael Myers in this, having not be a hack and slash, I love that about it. I, again, I would have loved to see this be kind of a mystery of is Corey a killer? Is he not a killer? Is Michael in this movie? Is he not? this movie i would have loved that and i like but like i feel like for me it was the execution for you yeah for me like the concept is great but but like you need to do you need to at least deliver on part of that concept like Mm -hmm. you know it's like it's like multiverse of madness to a degree there weren't there was not many multiverses that multiverse of madness and like (laughs) so that name did not fit that movie but Mm -hmm. you know like it's it's that kind of thing where i just i just feel like I, i you know i give it credit for trying something different but it almost it's it's like it had it, it's like you can try something different, but here's a pretty short leash on how far you can actually go because Mike has to actually be in this. We have to actually show him, and even though we might get praised for not showing him 45 minutes, when we do show him, it's not like it's a cathartic. It's not like a yes, here he is. It's like a oh, oh okay, like hey, it's, you're still in this movie, yeah. Like and like, that's why. So do you think so? Again, and I know I've said before that I would have loved it if it was the question of whether or not uh, Corey killed. Uh, whether or not Corey's the killer and you know the way they did that I get it you know they did the way they did it uh, they showed it right up front that he's the killer um, do you think I think what would, would have been interesting is if, if they did go with this idea that like because uh, I've been reading because like, I was trying to figure out what was going with the eye thing and people have been saying that basically Michael put the evil into him or whatever and then at the end when he takes the mask back he like takes it back out because they'll lock eyes again and something to do with like mm-hmm. locking eyes being like I don't know how that what that scene is transfer going power in or something 
I would have loved it if that happened. And, you know, so like, you know, and we, you know, maybe he repents a little bit and he doesn't do the weird suicide kill. Um, and, you know, there's a, there's a moment at the end where it seems like he's redeemed or, you know, he gets redemption. But then I would think the, the cool thing to show at the end would have been to reveal that he actually killed that boy on purpose. Like, I think it'd be hmm. great to cut back at the end of the movie, cut back to him up there, opens the door, knocks the kid down. Because, you know, obviously that, that railing's also really high. I don't know how the kid went over that railing from that. Um, but uh, knocks him down, and we see that scene, and the parents come home, and then he just picks the kid up and throws him over the edge. I think that would have been an interesting. And again, showing the idea that he was evil the whole time. You know, he was fucked up the whole time. Uh, that would have been more interesting to me. Uh, to make, you know, make Corey's character a little more interesting. That he's like this guy who actually fucking did it. Um, mm-hmm. Then this kid who gets pushed to do it. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I just, I think my biggest problem with that would just be that takes out the entire, oh, the town corrupts Corey, which I definitely feel like this movie could have pushed more on that front, but I definitely feel like it did a better job than Halloween Kills did with the whole mob mentality and everything like that. And God, I'm remembering right now how Jamie Lee Curtis was comparing like, oh, you know, Halloween Kills, we're, we're kind of doing it as a tribute to Black Lives Matter. And I'm just like, really? Was it? What the fuck, Jamie? Yeah, no, she said that in an interview. She was talking about how... You know, uh, gosh, I don't remember the exact phrase, but basically she was saying, yeah, there's a lot of elements of Black Lives Matter in this movie. In and what? I'm just like, yeah, in Halloween Kills. I mean, like, but what? Is, is it some... I know, I know. <laughs> is it? Is it implied? So the only way I can think about that, and I'm, I'm going to say this, and I, this isn't what I believe. Uh, uh-huh. The only way I can say that is, is are, they, are they relating the mentally ill patients to people to that in, in the sense that they're getting, they're all getting ganged up on by these you know, uh, elements of like, you know, the idea that like, they're, they're saying that like all these people are bad because that, because that, that's the only person we see get attacked is that one guy or are they saying mob mentality? In which case is that a push against the black lives matter protest, which also seems like an inappropriate thing to do because that's not what mm-hmm. that was about. It seems it, the only way I can't read that in any way that's positive. Yeah, it's it was a very very weird statement on the press tour, and I'm just like, okay, Jamie Lee. Like I said, I I I think she's a fantastic actress. I like her as a person. I think she's done a lot of really cool things in her life. Um, but just during the press tours for all of these reboot Halloween stuff, I'm just like, okay, Jamie. All right, all right, all right. I'm sorry. Let's take you back to bed. Let's go. It's it, it gets it gets really awkward at times. That's yeah, and that's that like yeah. that's I don't know. I I really have respect for Jamie Lee Curtis, but. I I feel like I don't know I I feel like I see her in a lot of horror things and I think you know there's a lot of um, actors and actresses who do this who you know were, were popular in one thing and then you know kind of maybe come back to that like I saw Heather Langenkamp recently in um that Midnight Club what yeah Midnight Club yeah Midnight Club oh it's Heather Langenkamp Look at I that. just started that yesterday so mm-hmm. yeah I, I, I only got through the first episode um but Same here. like. You know, it's 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 that concept. You know, like, it, this is what you're known for. So this is what you come back to. And, you know, like, great, great. But you know, you need to understand that at times, you know, like, yeah, that you're in a great movie and you, you know, you're great in your role. But like, the it, you know, the, the franchise exists beyond you. And mm-hmm. I think that she really kind of like is like it's all about Laurie and Michael because because I want it to be, and mm-hmm. it can be in the original series, I think, but. You know, like it depends it, on what timeline you're looking at. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It depends on what timeline you're looking at. And also, like, you have to allow the series to grow beyond you. Like, yes, you're an element of it, but Michael is, Michael is the element that connects the Halloween franchise, not Jamie Lee Curtis, not like Laurie. Mm-hmm. Like, it can exist without her. The, admittedly, the sequels haven't been great. They don't have her in it. But that's more of a writing issue. It's not because Laurie's in them. It's because the people who wrote them were just producing, you know, extra material because they wanted to make money. It wasn't her that did it. it and it wasn't that, like, 
You know, like it wasn't that like it's not these were and these were also just slasher movies. They weren't that deep. There were deep elements to them. They were well made, but like in the end of the day, it's it's a Halloween movie. You know, like mm-hmm. you you it's I'm not like I think we've already discussed horror can be very high art. It can have a lot of great meaning, but don't just infer it. Don't just say that it's there. Don't don't try to do it after the fact or try to you know add meaning to it or you know it, it's like. Yeah, it was a very influential, very solid horror movie, and in many ways it set the template for the modern slasher movie, but that's really all it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. When I feel like, in the, in the way she talks it up, the way she comes back to it, like, I don't know, I, 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 I respect Sigourney Weaver in the Aliens franchise a little bit more for kind of, like, leaving it. And I know that she's talked about coming back from Alien 5 back when um, they, were, they were talking about doing that with um, the guy to District 9, I forget what his name was. Mm-hmm. But I, did, I never uh, felt... For those this... of you playing along with the Primo Screw Heads drinking game, that does count as a Aliens mention. <laughs> Continue. But, but I, I just never felt that same, like, I don't know, onus or the franchise that she has. You know? Mm-hmm. I, I just... Yeah. I never... No, I get you. Yeah. It, it just... I don't know. It, it, she drags for me in the series, and it's... And this movie, I think, was the strongest example of that. Gotcha. All right. Uh, well, we've been talking for nearly the length of the entire movie on this one. Um, thank you so much for discussing with this man. I, I love it when we disagree on movies because I feel like we have a lot of interesting conversation back and forth. So, uh, yeah, thanks for that. Um, we do have one more movie coming on up. Uh, that is going to be a surprise movie. We would likely record that, I don't know, sometime next week. Yeah. Yeah. You oh. with that? All right, cool. I yeah, got to watch yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll have to watch it too. I, I'm, I'm, I'm still debating whether or not I want to do all the research on it. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. You mean watch the previous movies in that series? Yes. I've only seen one of them, so you're going to have to go ahead and do that. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah. If, if I do, I'll let you know. Mm-hmm. All right, sounds good. All right. All right. Well, uh, again, thank you so much. If you want to go ahead and guess what our mystery fourth reboot, that is a reboot horror movie of that was released in October 2022. Uh, certainly go ahead and reach out to us. We are active on social media on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, once again, thank you so much to our opening theme song. That is Teddy's Atlas with the song Horror Movie Story. You can get that off the album Children of the Corn. They're good, good Canadian boys. All the usual, usual shout-outs apply to here as well. Thanks for everyone who listens on in, including those in the Discord and people who ran, messaged us randomly who suggested movies like Blood for Dracula and Flesh for Frankenstein, which was still an experience that I still haunt my dreams i guess is the best way to say it. uh yeah and that's everything we got anything for you andrew no no sounds sounds good to me all right sounds good we'll uh, catch us for our next episode as we close out reboot rain and stay groovy bye